Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Tonight's episode is dedicated to Cindy Boxer. <gasps> Cindy Boxer. I know. So usually our de- we've been doing dedications to some of our higher level Patreons. It's part of their um, wonderful, generous donation is that they get a shout out on the show. But sometimes our listeners are just so amazing that they get paid. They get like a shout out anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, Cindy is a Patreon as well. She's just doubly, triply awesome. But she also has chickens named after us. And that was the coolest thing that's ever happened. Your yeah. chicken, Katie, is still broody. Makes sense. I buy it. Kimberly's chicken is still lazy. So Really? Yeah, very lazy. Just sits and kind of watches crankily the other chickens running around, which sounds like me. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Also, does anyone ever call her Cindy Boxer? Boxer, like a chicken. Night, night everyone. Cool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so soon. Has anyone in this family ever seen a chicken? Again, if you haven't seen Arrested Development. Get what on it. But Cindy, we love you so much. But the reason we're doing a shout out for Cindy, Katie doesn't know about it yet, is that she made a video with her best friend, Stephanie, and a little help from her husband, Joe. And it is a Pearl Party, y'all. Stop and it. And it's a Pearl Party. It's on Twitter. Go watch it. I've watched it like four times already. Her parrot is in it walking around. Oh, fantastic. At one point, she yells to a non-existent child off screen, Make your own lunch. You're six. I want to see it. Where is it's this? It's so funny. Where it's is on it? Twitter. On Twitter. Oh, okay. I got to do I got to. You got it. You got to get on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's on YouTube, too. Like, she put it on YouTube. It's amazing. Oh, well, send me the YouTube link. Cindy, tell Kimberly to send me the link. That is That sounds right up my alley. It's so funny. You guys, Pearl Parties, why are they like this? I don't know. And if you don't know what a Pearl Party is, you can... You're uh, obviously well, not following us on social media because I post about them all the time. Okay. Well, also, you can just search Pearl Party in Facebook and just watch a Pearl Party. Just yeah. watch one and you'll understand why it's just fascinating, terrifying, and magical. I don't know. I don't know what's yeah. going on with them. And really hard to look away. You can oh, find no. yourself like at three in the morning continuously watching. I'm responsible for several of our listeners becoming addicted to them, and they don't know why. Yeah, and late it's for like work. It's like you sense that, yes, you, you've lost part of the meaning of your life, and you just want to watch Pearl Parties all the time, yeah. but you don't know why you're doing it. But, th- Cindy, gosh, we love you. You're awesome. Yeah, thanks That's- for thanks for being you. Yeah, oh, thanks for being you. She also just brings all of our listeners together on Twitter. It's really fun. We like... We have a good time. You guys should join us on Twitter. Uh, this episode is called Into the Dark, which is a lot just, I don't get it. It's well, like Into the Darkness, Out There in the Dark. Yeah, this Into the Dark could be a lot of things. This episode also could have been named a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we're not getting more specific. I think that it's just that's the standard now is that it's got to be the general name. We're not going to pick something specific from the episode and do that because there's especially one thing near the end that they definitely could have called this episode and they didn't oh why didn't i think of it i hope i did i didn't do many titles we'll get to it uh this episode aired on september 13th uh jan what january not january september 13th 2019 friday the 13th see oh i totally missed it 
Yeah. Oh, and someone even said to me, happy Friday the 13th. A stranger said that to me. Oh, a stranger on the street? A parking lot. Yeah. No, stop it. Yeah, actually. And I went, thanks. That's Season 27, episode 55, hosted by Keith, who's a full-on podcast star now. Yeah. Dateline has had their podcast for a few months, I guess now, where they have episodes and it's just the audio version, but they have a brand new podcast. Oh, and then they had 13 Alibis, which Mm -hmm. was an original podcast. And now they have this one called The Thing About Pam, and they sent us an early copy of it, and it is so good. Listen. In your ear holes. And it's the craziest story. It's the game night, return to great game night, stranger than fiction. They've done like three or four episodes on Dateline about the story. It's bonkers. And I think it comes out the same day the podcast, our podcast comes out. Does that mean that we can't cover it? People have asked us to cover it. Yeah, you've talked about covering game night. That's very meta. Yeah, it is a lot. Um, But everyone should definitely please subscribe and download. Yeah, because you're getting Dateline and support Keith. In your ears just all the time yeah that's a good thing yeah nothing wrong with that no so this episode is about Mackenzie Lewick Uh was a college student in Salt Lake City who went missing she had been in California for her grandmother's funeral she landed in Salt Lake City and took a lift so early in the morning like 2 a.m. landed yeah okay and so her friends there's these two redhead friends that we meet They think the Lyft driver killed her. They don't know what happened. This is Kennedy and Ashley are the friends. So the two friends are our main interviews. Now, they're passing out flyers. They feel like the police isn't doing anything. So they hold a press conference outside the police station, which I thought was pretty cool. It's very stick it to the man. It's impressive. These girls are, and they're young because they're all 24, 21, 24. Well, no, she was in college. She was a kinesiology student. Hmm. I could be wrong. No. Oh, I have 23 circled. So she's 23. She is 23. Mm -hmm. She's a 23-year-old senior. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the posts about Mackenzie going missing went viral, which I was, uh, obviously it's good for the case. I was kind of like, well, she's really pretty and she's blonde. So. It doesn't hurt. It's sad. It's. But it also. I'm sure there are very many pretty blondes that go missing that don't get as much attention if the police aren't pushing it and backing it. And I think these girls really did her a service to like oh, they definitely to did. get it moving. How many people go missing in Salt Lake City, though? That's true. I think it's a safe area, but I don't know. I don't know. I just think that because the Mormons. Well, now, did you assume that she was Mormon? Yeah. So did I. And I feel bad about that. And I'm sorry, Utah. I don't Why? always assume that. But She when was Mormon. She she was. And then I was kind of like, well, I can't actually say that. Because you can't just but say they that. Are. You can't be like everyone in Boston is Irish. That's not true. <laughs> but like, do you know what I'm saying? But there is a big population that right. is. But yeah, like, I think it's a fair assumption. Is it? Well, it, it wasn't Brigham Young University. It wasn't. If it, that if it had been Brigham Young, it would have just been a done deal. But right. Because it, it was Utah State or something. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. So finally, the police start looking. They find the Lyft driver. And he says that she had him drop her off at a place called Hatch Park. No. Okay. I don't like the name. No. At 3 a.m. No. Okay, no. What? She got into someone else's car. No. And the Lyft driver drove away. 
No. Or saw them drive away and then drove away themselves. We don't get to talk to the Lyft driver. Well, I if I was the Lyft driver, I would not appear on Dateline. Why? Not like they should have done something, but it they're going to look shady no matter what. Because either they killed her or they let her go into a dark park at 3 a.m. and get into someone else's car and drive away. Not that they're her keeper. Yeah, they can't say anything. What's he going to say? I don't think this is a good idea, young lady. And she's going to be like, it's my life. Back off, buddy. <laughs> I mean, but what do you say? I, w- I would feel too bad. I just couldn't. I don't think I could do it. Go on Dateline. He did take her to her death. I do understand that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what like, you're saying. Like, he must feel built guilty even though it's not his fault. But She's I, a grown person. But speaking of people not appearing, I also thought it was funny that when they... Because they show... The, it's just the two girls, the two friend interview yeah. for a chunk of... Like, I would say through the first commercial break, at least. And I was like, that's why they haven't shown police yet. When they were starting to say, like... Because normally the first person we meet is the lead detective the, on the case. Yeah. yeah. And they yeah. hadn't shown anybody. And I was like, why are they only showing the girls? And I'm like, oh, because the police kept telling them. People just people, go. She's an adult. Off. People go yeah. missing all the time. Yeah. And I'm it like, but do 23-year-old college senior Mormon girls go missing all the time and run off? How often does that happen? That's the crux of the Maura Murray case. Correct. So she's not Mormon. But like... Maybe she did just disappear. And then you got to respect their wishes. I don't know. I don't get it. I still think that you should be able to look for them. I don't think the we can get into Maura Murray on this. I have lots of opinions. but I, I do too. I would like to talk about it. If somebody out there does a Maura Murray podcast or wants to have us on to talk about <laughs> it, we'd love to talk about it. There is the Maura Murray podcast, but there's no new information ever. So they're just like literally rehashing the same things over and over. But I could go me. on to rehash. Yeah. I'd like to state obvious facts. I want to do that. Okay. (laughs) That's fine. All right. Go ahead. (laughs) So, of course, the one friend says to Keith, it's so unlike Mackenzie to get into someone's car at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. To which Keith says, it is? Keith. Don't be like Like, that, Keith. Come on. Obviously, Keith. Keith. What, do you think it is like her to do that? Do you think it's like any person to do something like that? From any of the B-roll pictures we're seeing of Mackenzie, does it seem like she's the type to get into a car with a strange man at 3 a.m.? The answer is no. So Mackenzie gets into this car at 3 a.m. and Keith is like, oh, that's weird. Um, I kind of feel like he zoned out for a second and then remembered where he was and just answered by instinct. It is. I think he's just trying to get to know Mackenzie in his very Keith way. Just is it? Because he knows more information than we know at that point. And right, so he's that's true. like, you know, so it is oh, weird. Oh, yeah. He knows all about the S-U-G. I'm not going to finish the word because we'll get to it. He knows all about that. S-U-G. Surgeon? S-U-G. Oh, S-U-G. Hey, S-U-G is not surgeon. <laughs> I'm bad at Scrabble. I'm only thinking <laughs> about the website name. So I couldn't figure out where you got. I thought oh, S U G was an abbreviation of it, and so I'm trying to put it together. Sorry, okay. I, I get you now. All right, we have so much we're gonna get to, you guys. This episode, this is, episode is just rife with I learned information. A lot. Yeah, I I'm learned. sure you did. Keith learned so much about the world. Keith came out a different man. He did. I'll never forget. So Mackenzie was, I think, a fun girl. Now we go back and we finally get to learn about her. She would take her cat on a 
a leash on hikes. Love it. And I love it. Keith is delighted by this. Because joyous. And let's explain Nova. So Nova the cat is a black fluffy cat. And so it's really cute. It looks really nice. It's got big paws like a little bear. Did you see it? It looks like a little bear. Yeah, it was cute. All right. But anyways, well, the fact that she can walk it on a leash should make you like kind of like it. I used to have a rabbit that I would walk on a leash. See, Ulysses will walk on a leash. Really? Yeah. That I would do. I would do that. Yeah, she's good. She can go out in public. So uh, Mackenzie is from California and was raised in the Church of Latter-day Saints. This is when we find out. Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't religious when she got to school. She was sort of finding her own path in Utah. And her best friends say they saw Mackenzie change. She was trying to be less shy and gain confidence. And Mm. Keith says, and Mackenzie did put herself out there. Oh, man. Oh, Keith. Oh, man. So then we get to meet these two sisters who look nothing like sisters who host a podcast called... Zion's Lost. So hold on. Let's just back up for a second. Yeah. At 13 minutes, 50 second time step is when Kimberly and Katie are officially betrayed by Dateline for showing other podcasters. Yeah. Well, no, they already interviewed Payne Lindsay. No, but like with their full setup, two girls. Who look so much more professional podcasting than we do. They had these headsets that were oh. legitimate okay but and they were sharing a microphone see were they yes they were sharing a microphone across the table they both had their own windscreens which is what you saw but they were sharing a mic oliver confirmed it he looked and he's like no no they've got one mic and they're they reading two their laptops. notes off the computers and i'm sitting in, on my couch with my my shirt it's not even an official pajama top it's just like a top like maybe for working out, it has so many stains on it, like salsa, salsa stains on my shirt. And my mic is like falling apart. My, my earphones, my, they had these fancy ear no, headphones. Look, my my like, earphones, the green fabric part has started to peel back and it keeps getting stuck in my ears whenever we record. So that's where we're <laughs> sitting over here. So don't talk to me. Why do they look so fancy? I don't, we need to get it to. And they had a dedicated workspace. Because my not, computer is propped up on the armrest of a chair. Let's, first of all, this is way too much information. But I also feel like if Dateline was ever coming to videotape us, you better believe. We would, would be faking somehow get it. a desk. We would pretend oh, we no. do it at the studio. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, would, we would be in some sort of studio. But then they also did their intro. Hi, this is... What are their names? Julie. Hi, this is Julie, and this is Janet. And I was, like, <gasps> thrown down the gauntlet. I was, ups- I was like, we should have been forewarned about this episode. We should have gotten a email <laughs> from Keith. But because, like, because we have the trademark on saying your names when you're opening up a podcast. No, but we are a podcast about Dateline, and did, this is a Dateline, including other podcasters, not us, that started after us, I think. I don't know about that. We don't know about that. Okay, we, we have don't no know information. We're just jealous, and I'm petty. I and wasn't so jealous. I, I timestamped it and said, Betrayed by Dateline in capital <laughs> letters. And then I said, A true crime podcast, no less. 
That's what I wrote in all well, caps. Well, of course, because it's a Dateline episode. But why did I write out no less? It's, you think it's going to be a podcast about fish? But I thought this was a brilliant move by Dateline to do that, put it this week when their podcast is coming out. Don't you see that that was all marketing? And they released this episode, which has a podcast featured in it, for not a lot of reason, I gotta be honest. We break a, we see these podcast ladies for like two minutes, and then they're gone. Has nothing really to do with the episode. But it was, could be like a nice plug for Dateline's new podcast. That might be why it hurts so much. That we don't see them for that long. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't you be more jealous if they were in the whole episode? And we're yes, integral like to pain, the case. Like pain, yeah. Yeah. But still. Remember Kane at the trial, just like holding up his iPhone? I don't want to talk about pain. I can't. I can't <laughs> talk about pain tonight. It's too much. There's too much pain already that's that's happening with the, with the Zion's Lost. All right. So congratulations to them. And what do they tell us? So the sisters point out that we are always taught not to meet people online and not to get in strangers' cars. And that's exactly what Lyft is. Whose idea was Lyft? Like, I know you're not supposed know. to hitchhike because we'll all get murdered. So we have a business model where all you'll do every day is hitchhike, except the person will also know where you live and your credit card info. They're making a lot of money. I know. Wish and I I'm just surprised it. more people aren't murdered from Lyft. There's been a couple. There was one guy, it was either Uber or Lyft, and he killed like four people, and he said that the app logo was telling him to do it. So they, <laughs> they, it was speaking to him. Oh, Lord. And so they eventually changed the logo. Oh. They changed the logo because of him. I can't remember if it was Uber or Lyft. Hmm. Yeah, he was, he was off, though. He could have been in any profession. Was the mustache telling him to do it? Because <laughs> that's pink mustache? Yeah. No, I don't think so. It was like a circle on the app, I think. That's Uber. That's the oo. Like when you see like the thing that looks like a CD in the back of the car that looks like the Uber. Do you know what I'm talking about? How many times have you taken an Uber? What? Why are you giving me a face? I don't know. I've taken them just a couple times. But it looks like a CD. Maybe it only looks like a CD to me. Okay. Someone will send me an article and I'll post it about the guy who killed people. Okay. Anyways, so there were cameras at Hatch Park, but they were fake for show. And so I said that now the whole world knows to go to Hatch Park and commit crimes and deal drugs. And it's now known as Hatchet Park. Mm, that's kind of why I think I didn't like the name of it, because it made me think of a hatchet. Right. Because people are going there to get murdered. But I was wondering why they let us know that they were fake cameras, dummy cameras. I thought that was a little odd. I was like, well, don't tell us that. Dateline's broadcast a lot of places. Well, I would think they would fix it after there was a murder. Like, that's yeah. what that's what police departments do. They try to cover their butts and they go, well, there's cameras now. Yeah. It doesn't matter the girl was murdered before. Oh, Lord. There were cameras. So then we meet a PI. Oh, boy. Rob Joseph, ex-Salt Lake City cop. Now, I kept going, what is it about this guy? Noel Feninke on Twitter said, wasn't that the PI that bailed out on 60 Days In? Do you remember him? Yes, but it was not. <laughs> but does it not look so much like him? No, not at all. Because the guy that pa bailed out on 60 Days In was super skinny and wiry, and this guy was like a big guy. They had the same face. No. Yes. No. I watched some footage. I'm going to do a side-by-side. -side. Okay. They did. I did not think of that for an instant. I thought more of like, oh, all right, he looks like an ex-cop. But I wanted to know more of like, was he an ex-cop because he was dirty? 
Did he get caught? Was he doing something bad? Was he on the take? <gasps> Why do you assume all this stuff? I don't know. I didn't know. Actually, it's a great assumption because of all the cases that we find out he's done. That's true. And his familiarity with certain scenes in Utah. His B-roll's intense. His B-roll's a lot. We get a lot of B-roll for him, number one. And the, what they chose was... Even though, again, he's only in the episode for like three minutes, too. Yeah. But they must have followed him for a day. They must, <laughs> they must have had cameras on him for like 10 hours one Saturday. He's like, I just got out of 60 Days In. I'm happy to do a dateline. He didn't look like... <laughs> Sorry, he looks just like him. And this guy went in so cocky. You remember how cocky this guy was? He's like, I'm going to take down the system. I'm going to find out everything. I'm going to find where the narcs are. I'm going to find where the drugs are. And within like two days, he was scared his butt off and basically like threatened to blow up the whole program. He was to the get worst. Kicked out. He was, he was the worst. And then at the reunion, people didn't want to sit by him. They were moving their chairs. So they didn't have to sit by him. No, he's And the, the sheriff the was worst. like, I didn't like you from the beginning. I didn't want to cast you. Oh. You're terrible. You're a jerk. And you're a phony. <gasps> it was the reunion was I didn't I need to see the reunion. I haven't the seen the reunion, reunion but I know so all about good. I know all about that dude. Okay. So just a few weeks before Mackenzie vanished, this PI Rob meets her at a bar. Weird. Like he was there with a friend and they just started talking to these young college girls. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. That's so not Okay. Mm. He makes it sound like really innocent. Sorry, he also appears to be about 45 to 47. Or older, yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe just out in the sun a lot. 38 to 47. Okay. Do you think that was weird? Like skeevy? Yes. But he's trying to make it sound like it was like in a fatherly sort of way. Yes. That's what made it skeevier. Like just say some girls talk to us. Right. Make it sound like they approached you. If you're going to try to play it off that you met her, a met a 23-year-old at a bar, you need to play this a different way. You need to lie, basically. Yeah. Not be like, we were trying to talk up these 23-year-old blondes. Ugh. So Rob says that when people find out he's a PI, they want to tell him their deepest, darkest secrets. And Keith is like flabbergasted by this. He leans forward. His Arlene King leans forward yes, in his sir. chair. And he's at a 45-degree angle. And he says, is that really how people react? Like, he almost has his, his, uh, his thinker fist, pose. Yep. Thinker mm-hmm. pose is propped mm-hmm. up underneath his chin. Like, tell me tell everything, me, Rob. Tell, me, tell me the details. Spill the tea, Rob. <laughs> so that, but so Rob says, yeah, it's, you know, we just talked to that girl. I didn't get her number or anything because it was like a fatherly thing. And... Three weeks later, my friend sees on the news that she's missing. And Rob remembers the secret that she told him that night. The secret is that she is on a website called Seeking Arrangements. Oh, man. Didn't know what it was. Had you heard of it? No. I had never heard of it. It's apparently popular. Very popular. In fact, someone that we know was on it. No, stop it. Yes. Um, Stop it. Yes. So it's a website where you can look for a sugar daddy Mm -hmm. or a sugar baby. She was a baby looking for a daddy. 
Wow, those two words just sound like dirtier and dirtier the more that you say them. Yeah, I really don't like sugar baby. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that true MTV's true life, I'm an adult baby. And there was that guy <laughs> oh, yes. who wore diapers and he got yeah. adopted by this grown man. They were both grown men who oh. was his daddy and he would change him. Okay. Uh, I just got nauseous. Her tagline on the website is Beach Baby 96. Is she born in 96? I feel like you're, yeah, I, definitely. And I think that I don't, I don't like when people put their year in there. Hold, please. I also took a picture of the website. I just wanted to know what the tagline was of Seeking Arrangements. Here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. Upgrade your relationships. Trademarked. That's trademarked, by the way, Kimberly. You can't take upgrade your relationships. Wow. Yeah. Where beautiful, successful people fuel mutually benef- beneficial relationships. Fuel. Fuel is the verb that's used. So they're saying the daddies are beautiful too? I don't know. I doubt Even it. Even if they're... 99 years old no because this couple on the website does not he looks young um signing up for seeking arrangement is fast and free join now okay i just wanted to i I got a few screenshots because i wanted to know all the vernacular that they're using fueled but they are using the words sugar daddies Mm -hmm. on the website and sugar babies they're not sugar coding it (laughs) goodbye traditional terms oh she had no reaction to that whatsoever. Many t- additional re- relationships fail because oh god, okay, never mind. We're just just keep going. This is really is, bad. Why do many traditional relationships fail? I don't know. It's hard for me to see it. Hold on, I'm trying to see. Why do they fail? Oh, not in, not enough give and too much take. Let's face oh. it. It's hard to find your other half in quotes. Oh, brother. In quotes. But that's not your other half. This isn't your no, other half. This you're is meeting your, multiple of these people. This is your financial benefactor. This is your... Yeah, I yeah, wouldn't say your is, other half. This is, They're not saying this is going to lead to marriage. No. And your soulmate after death and into eternity. Well, I think they have to say that. And that's why nice girls like Mackenzie sign up for it. But I am shocked. This seems like a seedy business. This. But 10 million members. Sorry, were you going to say that? No, but that's a lot of members. That's a that's lot. That's insane. And I would like to talk. To, I'm sad that the owner declined the interview with Dateline. Right. We do see that little clip of him. But yeah, mm. I feel like I know why he created this website. I would like so, to know more. Would you find it funny that her thing said also drama free underneath it? Did yes, you see that? Okay. Drama free. So Rob, the PI, knew about seeking arrangements because he was seeking an arrangement. No, I'm sorry. It was for research. No, for school essay. No, for spec script. No, no he for said his it was job. For his job as a PI. He's um, very familiar with it. His client's husband, mm-hmm. he found out, had been on that site and had bought a woman a home for $800,000. How are you that rich that you don't notice that $800,000 is gone from your... Maybe that's what tipped her off. Well, maybe he paid it out over a lot of time. Maybe. That's it. I have questions about... What was their APR rate? Um, (laughs) Also, where was Rob from? Why does he say bar like bar? So I thought it was Boston, but apparently it's Australia. That's what Oliver said. Oliver guessed Australia because he said bar. Yes, he spent time in Australia and in Utah. So it's like a strange mix. 
So Rob sent Mackenzie's profile to the cops and said, this is what she told me. Good for him. That night. Yes. So they interview one of the friends. Kennedy. No, which one is which? Kennedy is the one with the longer hair. There's one with shoulder length red hair. And then there's one with like sort of longer behind her shoulder blades hair. The one on the left. That's how I'm going to remember. Sure. Because one is facing one way and one's facing the other way. There you go. Says she did not know. She had no idea. Mm-hmm. The other friend. That's short hair. They go to long hair. Mm-hmm. She's posed the same question did you know that your friend was on there and she says i'm not going to comment on whether or not i knew if she was on the site or not but i will say that it doesn't matter if she was on the site or not what i think she's okay a it matters because the girl is dead yeah and this is most likely involved in it. B, no one's going to judge you if you knew that your friend was doing this. I don't think she's doing it because she's afraid of being judged. Then why is she doing Le- Legality? She makes it sound like she's taking the fifth. No, she's doing, what, she I- on she's it doing what I would do. What? She doesn't want to besmirch her friend or she doesn't want her friend's name to be bad. It's the same thing that you get mad at me about sometimes. Because in the way that I edit sometimes, y'all... I am worried that somehow Kimberly might be portrayed in a way that is negative or something like that. I don't see how that's possible, but yes. But so, do you know what I'm saying? So, like, I'll make sure if I feel like it's too much information or something like that. I feel like she is trying to protect her friend from being called an SLUT. I think no, that's, but that's absolutely what no, she's but doing. That, that's not the question. The question is not, is she on the site? The question is, did you know that she was on the site? And then she's... And that's what her no comment is. I didn't. But she's not even hearing that that's the question. She's knowing that she is absolutely not going to talk about the fa- that site at all because it gotcha. doesn't matter. And that was something that her friend did. Whether or not she agreed with it doesn't matter. That's just, we're not going to talk about it. Because In my head, I've created a completely different dynamic for them and that she was not as close to Mackenzie as she thought she was. And she's kind of bummed that Mackenzie didn't tell her this huge secret about her life. No. So she's now acting like, well, no, I totally maybe knew that she was on it. No. Because we were really good friends. No, I, th- I think they're really, really good friends because of stuff we find out later. I think they're also really good friends to like hold a press conference and do. I mean, they went like 16 extra miles for this. So I think... I think that we're looking at is she's super protective, super protective that like, because I think what she's worried about is that people are going to say it's Mackenzie's fault that this happened to her because she was on this site, right? And she's trying to say, this could have been anyone, everyone at school knew about this site, right? She said this was common in their sorority house that people knew what sinking arrangements were and that girls at school were on it. Right. She did say a ton of people on the campus were on it. It is an odd choice, though, for somebody who's really shy to go on a website like that. It's weird, right? Well, she was trying to not be shy. She was actively trying to put herself out there. And as Keith says, put herself out there, she did. That's not exactly what he said. But- you did a good job, though. That was really Keithy. <laughs> it was very good. Okay. <laughs> so the website was very popular on college campuses. It's created by this kind of dorky guy who... That we know why he came up with the site because he was a rich nerd and oh, he yeah. wanted young pretty girls to date him. Yeah. So he says the average sugar baby is twenty seven years old, little older than I thought. Mm-hmm. 
I'm still way too old. And the average daddy is 40, which is way younger than I thought. So do you think that that's real statistics or do you think no. that that's, yeah, okay, there we I go. I think that has to be fake because yeah. I think the average guy is like 60 and... Yes, and the average girl is probably 22. Yeah. But I'm more in the age range to be a daddy, but I have the credit card debt of a baby. So I'm doing great in life. So you can't join the site. No, I'm I'm shunned from it. (laughs) And I feel like a giant loser. No. Great news. You are old enough to be a daddy, but you can. No, you have such pretty eyes. I'm a big. No. (laughs) What does that mean? It means you, you've still got your looks. Don't you worry, kid. Oh, God. No, I'm fully... I'm wicked. I'm wicked I would you. be a sugar mama, but I don't have the funding for it. No, you would not and be I a sugar mama. And I would be mama. a baby, but I don't have the body or the youth for it. So I'm just screwed. I have to earn my living oh my in goodness. this world. This is that kind of stuff that we're talking that I was just talking about, where I'm like, no, protect. What? <laughs> Seriously. What am I saying bad? Mm. So the babies are expected to get an allowance. There we go. Yeah. Then we meet this journalist who is a sex and culture journalist in New York. Again, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Of what? Interview. Yeah, but this was a crazy. This was the best. Yeah, it is. Um, she's sitting with Keith and she's explaining to him what sugaring is. Mm-hmm. Because apparently it's called sugaring. Hearing Keith say sugaring, it's like hearing any of the Dateline hosts say fingering or tickling. I used to like it, but now that I sort of know them, I find it actually really gross and I'm very disturbed. Yeah. And can I tell you what I thought of when I heard sugaring? No, you're going to cut it out. You won't even leave it in. I know you won't. I'm not, I can't even How say it. How bad is it? I don't think it's that bad, but you're not going to like We're it. We're a general audience's. Yeah, I know. Okay. This is more about science. Oh, what did you think it was? Well, one time on The Real World, they adopted this dog, and the dog was very um, excited. Oh, yeah. For a prolonged period of time, Mm -hmm. and it was very uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. and they called the vet, and the vet said they had to pour sugar on it to make it go away. That's honestly what I thought of when I heard of sugaring. That's the opposite of what this is trying to do. Literally the opposite. Right. That's a great point. Just saying. In terms of go down and up. Yeah. It's trying to make things go up. So this report. And this this is trying to make things go down. So this reporter. No. First, I need a palate cleanser after all the sugaring. So I'm going to talk about BarkBox for a second. Ooh, let's talk about BarkBox. Yes. You know when your day is just so horrible and all you can do is look at pictures of puppies online? Uh, Yes. That's what's happening in this episode. Yes. BarkBox is a monthly delivery of toys, treats, and fun stuff for your dog. I don't have a dog right now. So I sent one to my god dog. Well, one of my god dogs. I have assigned multiple dogs to be my god dogs. I've just said, I'm the god mommy. Yeah, You have to be assertive in this world. So (laughs) I sent a package, a BarkBox package, to my friend Greg's dog, Finn, that I miss so much since they moved away. My heart hurts for Finny. Finn's a good dog. He's such a good dog. Greg sent me pictures of Finny opening the box, 
It was the cutest thing. He had the toys. He was playing with them. And then he sent me a picture of Finn sitting next to a sign that said, I miss you. Full on tears. Tears of joy and warmth at dogs. Very sweet. Oh, made my heart so happy. The treats are all natural with good ingredients. And the toys are all stomach safe if they're really crazy chewers. Mm. And you can have like an unboxing party for you and your dog every single month. When the doorbell rings and it's the mailman, your dog gets all excited. That's Instead amazing. of wanting to kill the mailman. And then you basically do an unboxing video with That's your amazing. dog. Each box is themed. There's like Jurassic Park, Shakespeare in the dog park. So cute. The one that Greg and Finney got was 80s workout themed. Yes. There was a dog with a Richard Simmons wig on it. Like Fantastic. a workout video. Fantastic. Yeah, it was adorable and they can accommodate like heavy chewers and allergies special needs for your dog and also if your dog doesn't like something they'll take it back no questions so yeah for a free extra month of BarkBox when you subscribe to a 6 or 12 month plan visit BarkBox.com forward slash date dateline that's a free extra month of BarkBox when you subscribe to a 6 or 12 month plan go to BarkBox.com forward slash Dateline. It is so cute. And I know when I get a dog for myself, I'm going to treat myself and my dog self. And we're going to have little unboxing parties. That is amazing. BarkBox is a great company. And I've only ever heard great things. So you guys should definitely check them out. It's so pure. It is. In this terrible world. Dogs getting presents every month. What is better than that? I like it. It almost makes me feel guilty about getting boxes filled with makeup. You should just send it's those a much, away. I know. It's a much better idea to get a box mm-hmm. filled with items that will make your dog joyful. Yeah, because so the dogs bring us joy. I know. What do we do in return? We give them the same old food every day? Yeah, my mascara doesn't bring anyone joy. No. Honestly, I don't. I tend to not notice yeah, if exactly. you have makeup on or not. <laughs> but you notice if it was a cool toy from BarkBox. So I would definitely notice. Everybody check them out. Okay, back to the sugaring. Barf. Stop saying it like that. I don't like it. That's what it's called. Oh, God. So there's an extra video on Twitter of Keith and the sex writer talking. Oh, A couple things. It's really good. Oh, my. Um, Keith says, well, you call this empowering for women doing this. I think they call it like purposeful dating, like where you're saying what you want ahead of time and you're only going to date if you're going to receive these things so she says it's very powerful for women and keith says well you call it empowering but aren't women really putting themselves in danger and the writer says well women are always putting themselves in danger every time they try to date men this is no more dangerous than that hey i agree with what she's saying that women are in danger all the time watch the snl welcome to hell video if you want to laugh But also, yes, this is more dangerous. When you're including large sums of money, men that might be married, a secret lifestyle with internet strangers, and things that people might be doing in their private lives that might not want to be revealed. Right. Those sort of arrangements. I think it does add several other layers of danger to it. Well, on a, and on any of these dating apps, right, you're taking a certain amount of risk, but you're mm-hmm. also in charge of making sure that you're secure, right? Yes. So everyone's in charge of making sure that their own self 
feel safe and confident going into a relation going into a situation meeting somebody for the first time right now the writer would say well because it's taboo then it's secretive and that's where the danger lies but if everyone was open about it and everyone knew what was up and was discussing it and normalizing it then it wouldn't be dangerous but i think in this sugar daddy sugar baby scenario what keith i think it was keith that said it said is it empowered or is it taking advantage would you say in a website like this where it's specifically geared towards young women looking for older men to take care of the to financially support that's them? not empowering no i have not a ton of problems with this i don't like the sugar coating of it mm-hmm. and not saying what it basically is which is a form of sex trading like well, that's what, so I think the next interview is the best interview that we get to explain yeah. it, right? Which is, uh, is it Tasia? Is that her name? Yes. Yeah. So Tasia, oh, can I say the very funniest thing in the in that video with Keith that is not on the episode, it's yes. on Twitter? Yes, Keith says, when I hear sugaring, I think of maple syrup. God bless you, Keith. <laughs> Your pure, pure heart. I love it. Okay, so Tasia has been with her current sugar daddy, who is 63. Mm -hmm. She is 21. Is she? Well, then I'm confused. Let's, yeah. Well, she said she's been on seeking arrangements for four years. Four and a half years. And she's 21. She was underage. She was 17. What's happening? She went on seeking arrangements since she was 17. Do you think that that seems a bit young, 17, to make the choice to go on seeking arrangements? Oh, you think she's 25? I'll I'll read you the Twitter comments. Mm -hmm. Twitter was not that happy with her age assessment. Really? Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, but anyways, she's only been with this current sugar daddy who's 63 Mm -hmm. um, for like six months. I can't remember how long she said. Mm -hmm. So, they meet up once a week. They hang out. They talk, they have cocktails, they go swimming. What's oh, happening? He must like have a pool a, party? Maybe he has an infinity pool. That's, I don't um, know. And he makes her dinner. Okay. And he's becoming one of her best friends. Hmm. She doesn't mention anything further than that. Her allowance is 1200 a month, which Twitter also had a lot of thoughts about. Yeah, I have. Yeah, that's 300 a week. I don't know. This doesn't seem like enough. I mean, it's a good supplemental income. And she meets him how many times a week? Once. Oh, for $300? Yeah. But again, when you're breaking it down like that hourly, what does that sound like? Yeah, that's not a great rate. No, but I mean, mean, what does that sound like? Oh, yeah. I get this much much time. Well, but then she's very honest about it. She says that seeking arrangements is part of the sex industry. I really appreciated that because it made me feel like I was being less judgy Mm -mm. when she even agrees. So she said there's tons of guys on the site that are skeevy and they just want to meet up at a hotel for sex. And she says, no, that's a prostitute. But then she admits, well, it's basically all a matter of degrees. Yes. It's not a black yes. or white issue. It is a matter of degrees. Like, there's literally handing over money and then doing a deed. Or there's, like, having a relationship 
but one person is funding another person's but lifestyle. I, I see that. I see that. Yeah. That they, like, that, yeah. spend time together, and they probably talk on the phone or what have you. But then she is also an exotic dancer, right? She's, she's an exotic dancer, and she calls herself a sex worker, but she says she doesn't have sex for money. So I'm guessing that she may be a web person. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I didn't think of that. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Um, so she does, yeah, she does consider Seeking Arrangements a sex industry site, but she says a lot of sugar babies don't because they basically aren't being honest with themselves about what it is because right. they're ashamed of uh, it. That's rough. Yeah. Which is very, like, sad. I think that, um, again, I just wish everyone was kind of honest about what it was. What it was for. I think that there's a very small percentage of men on that site that would not expect you to have some sort of sexual relationship with them. And again, some girls are fine with that. I know so many girls who have slept with people to get ahead in Hollywood. Right. Literally, which is right. this. And would they call themselves a prostitute? No, they wouldn't. But they have to know what they're doing is on that spectrum. Right. Of that behavior, which again, I'm not judging. That is every, it's, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's, it's tit for tat. No, it's, uh, yeah. You know, one person gives something and the other person gives something. No. Um, so Keith is just eyes wide. He's learning so much, Mm -hmm. really. They talk. Okay, then they show these sugar videos. Oh, this is, what, wait a minute, hold on. What are they called? Let's talk sugar. <laughs> Let's talk sugar. Let's talk sugar. Um, for some reason, the girl in the video teaching the class on how to be a sugar baby is teaching it from her bubble bath. She's also 35, so that's cool. Because <laughs> that's how YouTube, t- how many YouTube tutorial videos have you seen from a bubble bath? Zero. Okay. So. I was like, maybe she's it's a in a chair thing. in one. She's in like a chair in a hotel. She's in a chair. She always has wine by her, though, no yeah. matter where she is. Oh, yeah. They teach you how to ask for an allowance. They teach you what to bring in your purse, perfume and pepper spray. Mm-hmm. Always be safe, ladies. Even now, even Tasia is saying that Mackenzie was probably too naive and shouldn't have met this guy in a park. At, or whoever it was, at 3 a.m. Tasia's not going to meet a guy at a park at 3 a.m. No, Tasia knows what she's doing. Right. She puts her safety first. And I don't think it's victim-blaming to say that this was a really not smart decision. It was a terrible decision. I'm not saying she deserved it at all, but it's a bad decision. No, it was a bad decision that had a really sad consequence. It's hard. It's yeah. really hard. Now, I do think, do I want to piss off more people? Maybe. no. no. <laughs> No, I just think when people, uh, this is going to be a sweeping generalization, but when people are from super religious backgrounds, sometimes the um, not talking about sex and the shame that is is like kind of put upon them makes them not know certain things that could help them for their safety. Um, I would say that's absolutely true. And I don't think that's, that's rude to say. Okay. As growing up like that, I would say very much that there were certain things that even I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And you have to learn hard when you're older. Because you don't, some some things you just don't, and you make certain assumptions that just are not true. And then sometimes when they're pushed down, sex and sex is so pushed down that when they're finally able to have sex, that comes out in like 
unhealthy ways. It's true. So Tara Chatterson. Now we're skipping completely. This was like when the episode felt like it almost jumped to another episode. Right. Because we jumped like another place and we're meeting new people, but they're not telling us what happened with Mackenzie. So Tara Chatterson lived in Salt Lake City. She was hired to clean this guy AJ's house. Here's the biggest red flag for me. He sat on the couch while she cleaned. Yeah, that's not. That's weird, right? Yeah, that's weird. I splurge and get my house cleaned every like four months, five months when it's like so grody, I can't take it. Mm -hmm. And I leave because I'm like, I don't I I feel so bad. I don't know. I'm embarrassed. (laughs) I, I don't just sit there and watch them clean and try to talk to them. Yeah. This guy is sitting on the couch and chit-chatting with her, trying to, like, get to know her while she's just trying to do her job. And Mm. she thinks it's really weird. But that's not the weirdest thing. That's not the weirdest thing. So he has part of his house that he rents out on Airbnb. Mm -mm. The basement part. Yes, the basement part. No barf. He has cameras everywhere. His area upstairs tons of cameras there's three cameras in his bedroom all pointed at the bed yes then she goes down to the basement area and there's also cameras in there which dateline points out is against company policy of airbnb i was so creeped out that they had to make that a policy because you know that there was weird stuff and that's why they had to make it a policy oh absolutely oh so tara listened to her instincts good girl she never went back to that house again. Mm-mm. He asked her to clean, and she was like, no. Then we get to meet Brian Wolf, who has a scraggly goat beard. You know, one of those, like... It's long. Know, it's, it's, it's like a, a billy goat. It's a billy goat. <laughs> yeah, it's long. He's a contractor. He was hired to work on and AJ's his house. Who's his son? No, his nephew. Oh, it's his nephew. <laughs> this What's awkward, his nephew, Todd? poor, awkward teenager is forced to do this interview outside of AJ's house with his uncle. He does not know what to say. He doesn't know where to look. This is my he favorite. Not, it's he my did favorite not sign interview. up for this. And there's some good interviews in this. And this is by far. I was like, oh, these two are just, they're MVPs from the jump. Loved it. Yeah. So this, AJ wanted them to build a hidden man cave. He says he has a very religious Mormon girlfriend, and he didn't want her to know where he was drinking and partying or whatever. So No, the, having a cocktail. It was having, very simple. Yeah. He wanted to having have a, a cocktail, cocktail so in he his needs, man cave. He needs a man cave with a finger scan on the door. No, thank you. That's how secretive this is like Mission Impossible to get into this room in the basement. And then he wants hooks anchored into the concrete so that they could withstand like hundreds of pounds of weight coming from the ceiling. Over the bed. No, thank you. Brian and the poor nephew are having to talk about these hooks and... How th- it's basically a sex dungeon. This is um, Master Bob's sex dungeon from Secrets in the Suburbs, which was a Patreon episode we did. And Dennis was at that sex dungeon. Yeah. This is like a torture dungeon. Th- no, this is Girl with the Dragon Tattoo dungeon. Ugh. If anybody has seen Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, 
That's what this place is. With cameras, this guy has seen one too many movies. He wants like this high-tech basement where he can hold women and do horrible things. It's he picked the wrong contractor. Imagine him explaining this to the contractor with this teenage nephew. This really sweet kid who looks like he's like 15 years old explaining all this stuff that he wants. So they book it outside and they get in their truck and Brian says to his nephew, like, that was really weird, right? And the nephew's like, we're not doing that job, are we? And they're like, no. And I think he said, oh, hell no. Hell no. (gasps) Now, do you think there's any recourse for them to have alerted someone? Do I think that he seems like the kind that wants to go to the cops and tell them? No, not a bit. But even if he was, what could they have done? They don't have any probable cause they to don't. They search can keep, this. They can keep an eye on it and keep it on file, but they can't do a thing. They can't go to his house and be like, we heard you want a sex dungeon yeah, right. that may or may not be to kill people. Clearly, it sounds like The Cell. It's really oh, not God, good. Oh, God, you showed yeah. me that movie. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, oh, I remember that with the hooks. Oh, God, it's the not hooks. Gr- I couldn't crochet for a year after You that. also don't know if the hooks are for him or for them, which is also, we never got confirmation on that. The whole thing, look, hooks, if you hear the word hooks, you, I'm out. We're done. Peace. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Good luck. Um, yeah. But I loved his, rea- his reaction was fantastic. Like, also, AJ, are you dumb? You need to put those in yourself, my friend. <laughs> you don't be act- asking contractors in Salt Lake City. To like, well, hey. I could see him being like, well, when I'm relaxing with this cocktail, hiding from my Mormon girlfriend in this um, soundproof room with the finger oh, scan right. ID. You forgot that. He asked them to make it soundproof. But could he just say, maybe I want a hammock from the ceiling so I can relax and make it a tropical paradise in my basement? It's so much better if he was going to say that, but he didn't. Instead, he got progressively weirder because the way Brian tells it is like he starts with just the, you know, the bookshelf that's actually the secret door. Mm. And he's like, lots of people want that. It's a secret entrance. That's the thing. It's a secret door. And then he wanted a thumbprint scanner. And I'm like, hey, man, I don't do that. I can't do that. And then he goes in and says, okay, I'd also like the room soundproof. And he's like, all right. And then he says, oh, and by the way, as an aside, how how much would it be to do concrete hooks in the ceiling? Yeah, not just in the drywall or something. These no. need to really be able to support human weight. AJ. That's normal. Yeah. Come on. Or at least hire a different person for each job and yeah. then come up with a different story. Go, I'm I'm starting a band. That's why the room needs to be soundproof. And then the hooks are for something else. I am going to curate meat. I'm going to make a meat locker. I'm doing down beef here. jerky. I, yes. The only way to do hooks is to do it yourself. Don't be in. He's a so, sloppy serial killer. Shortly after this time passes, mm-hmm. the, a neighbor sees cops outside the house. And a cop says, did you smell smoke here? And I'm like, what is that? They jump to this. What is happening? And the neighbor says, is this about that missing girl, Mackenzie? Because it was such a famous case that they had gotten so much publicity. And it was only like 11 days after she went missing. So the contractor and then the cleaning lady, they all also both saw it on the news and were thanking their lucky stars that they 
left. But can you imagine watching and you're like, that was the scary guy. I was in his basement. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay. So the officers dig up AJ's backyard. And then this was weird. The police let him go. After they dug up his backyard, right? Yeah. Yeah, that that's was weird. really weird. And then one friend, I can't remember which one, she thinks during this point that Mackenzie's Ashley. still alive because her Instagram account went active while she was missing and followed another account. What account did she follow? That was my question. What Was it just like a random makeup tutorial account or was it something else? What? That's the question. We never know. Also, they don't tell us. Producers don't tell us. No. Oh. What do you, I mean, also, how did that happen? Was someone like playing around on her Instagram, like knew her password? Had was her, her phone? Like, was her, her mom phone. like on there trying to think maybe I should put a post out saying if you have any information or something and then accidentally followed someone? That's something my mom would do I if think- she could ever log on. I think the more disturbing thing is, like, does Instagram randomly follow things? That's true, too. Uh Uh-huh. What if it was just a glitch? Because people talk about that on YouTube all the time, where it's like, I unfollowed James Charles, and all of a sudden I'm following him again, and I didn't (gasps) click follow. Yeah, there's, like, conspiracy theories out there about that kind of stuff. I wonder. Hmm. It's like YouTube, YouTube putting, YouTube, not YouTube, putting out their albums on, like, every device. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot you two did that. Good job, you two. They got in so much trouble for that. And they're such a well-liked band. But people do not like that sort of thing. We're about to do that. So that's cool. But that's all right. No, it's not the same thing. Let's hope not. It's not at all the same thing. (laughs) Okay. Maybe. No, I don't think it's the same thing. So they arrest AJ. Yeah. After they let him go. So they arrest him for the homicide of Mackenzie. Mm -hmm. Because here was the, the clincher. Her last communication on her phone was with AJ. I don't know why it took them 11 days to get to that point. That seems like first 48 hours sort of thing. But his phone was GPSed at the park the same time her phone was as well. I think it takes a hot second to do that. It must. But I would think they could get a rush order. I'm sure they did and got it within four days and then took four days to get something else. To get the warrant to go search his, well, right. who knows? It's all red like, tape. Yeah, I know. So uh, AJ bought a gas can the next day, I think, after she went missing. They had a receipt for him getting a gas can. Then they look through his phone records and they see that about a week after she went missing, his phone went up to this beautiful mountain lake. Did you, It was gorgeous. Yeah. And the police go there and they, oh, well, did I say they, oh, they find a char pit in his backyard. And they find some of her belongings in it and some of her DNA, but not her body. Hmm. So then they go up to this mountain lake and that's when they find her body. Because they track the GPS on his phone. Correct. So they figured he drove out of town with her body, like far away um, and buried her. Now, online, AJ said he was a wealthy tech guy and a model and a National Guardsman. None of that was true. And they show the pictures. They show like the various profile pictures of him doing all these things. And they show like a bodybuilding picture. And I was wondering if he photoshopped his head. That's possible. I didn't get a good look at his actual body. It seemed to be. Someone on the internet lied. Weird. He also apparently has a history of sexual assaults and mm-hmm. child pornography. 
which they find on his computer. Ugh. Then one of her friends does a deep dive on AJ. He had self-published on Amazon. There we go. No harm in that. Good for you. Um, follow is your it? dreams, AJ. Is it? Is it no harm? Uh, it's hard being a writer. He's like, I'm going to make it happen. It is um, for $11.99, which I thought was a reasonable price. It's called Forge Identity, and it is about a very brutal murder. Did you read the description? It was like about a boy who witnessed a brutal murder, right? Um, I took a picture of it, but my phone is dead. So I was hoping you did. <laughs> I think it was a boy who witnessed a very gruesome murder. Interesting. Okay. And, th- and then on the cover is like a younger boy's face. Is it autobiographical? That's, I don't know. Okay. Great, great question. Amazon, unfortunately, has taken it down. That's After good. he was arrested. We don't need him to make any money. Amazon just woke up. Did you hear that? She, she knew said? I was talking. Oh. She, she knew I was talking. Sorry. I was talking smack. Stop it. Okay. She's um, going to play you an ad. You better watch out. I know. So Mackenzie's friends are now helping other people. They've created this charity in Mackenzie's name. And they're also helping other people get the amount of press that Mackenzie's case got, which I thought was really cool. That's awesome. Um, and then is this when you informed me that they said something else, but my app caught up? Yes. Wait, my so- app was glitching. Their their charity in Mackenzie's name is called Mackenzie's Voice. And one of the things that they've done so far is they made sure cameras were actually installed at Hatch Park. They were Thank the God. spearhead to that. And then they also, they've found someone alive. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Which is really cool. They helped a family find someone missing. That's really cool. They were like in Colorado, which is great. That's And they said it's a really good feeling to find someone alive. And I found that really sad. Oh. I was like, that must be heartbreaking. But it was really sweet the, the way they ended the episode talking about Keith ends it with like some sort of, you know, poetic thing about Mackenzie's voice. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really sweet. These were really true friends. Yeah, I'm just judgy. They were good friends. They really were. No, you're just. And I was wondering, like, why are her fi- why are her parents not on the show? And then I think it's probably just because it's way too painful. Well, they, they couldn't just even, can't do even bring themselves to the, do it. The uncle gave the press statement, mm-hmm. like thanking the police and thanking the community and whatever. Mm-hmm. The uncle did it. The parents couldn't. I wouldn't be. There's no oh. way. No, that's heartbreaking. I can't even imagine. And then it must be heartbreaking too to find out that she was on a site like that. And right, they, that and she had this whole other life you didn't know anything about. She really did. They didn't lead us astray on this about a secret life. Yeah, you never know anybody. My question for you is, do you think that Rob Joseph was actually someone she met on Seeking Arrangements? Oh, I didn't even think of it. The whole bar story and his friend was made up? Yeah. And for himself or for a case, for school paper, for spec script? No, like maybe he was on it. I don't know if he makes enough money, but... If he yeah, does, make good a lot for him. of money. Yeah, if that's true. No, no, just a thought I had. I don't. We don't know how long she had been doing this, and how many men she had met with, or if she was very new at this. My my feeling of it: if you're meeting Mackenzie at a bar and it's coming up that you're on seeking arrangements, it seems like maybe this is more of a meetup for seeking arrangements, where men that are on the site and women that are on the site can go and meet each other. Oh, this is what this sounds like to me: a meetup. Interesting. And 
Rob's entire story of people just wanting to spill their guts to him when they find out he's a PI and Keith was so enthralled by that. That was all a lie. He Mm. lied to Keith's face. No, I think that's true because I think he's inherently trustworthy. But I think that there's more to the story. I don't think he lied. I think he omitted. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I think he's the guy from 60 Days In who sucked. So it's definitely. (laughs) I think same guy. Totally sucked, almost ruined the show for all of the other inmates. Really almost did ruin the show early, like episode two. Could have gotten all those other volunteers killed. Yes, absolutely. And put people in danger. Put people in danger. I hate that. I hate that on 60 Days In when other people put people in danger. It makes me nuts. Um, Like that one girl who did it because she fell in love with that girl and she told her, oh my God, 60 Days In is such a good show, you guys. It is indeed. Do we have a promo? We do. Our new friends from the Resolved Mysteries podcast, they have this awesome podcast. It's two girls, and they're talking about Unsolved Mysteries. Love it. TV show. It's, but they're actually doing work, like unlike us, like when we just watch the show. They're talking about all the stuff that's happened since the show aired. I sometimes do research. Yeah, you do. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I, what I do is I just watch the show. <laughs> Katie works really hard. They'll like take an episode of Unsolved Mysteries and find out if it's been solved, mm-hmm. basically. What updates have been happening since because the show has been on was on a long time ago. So it's a ton of stuff has happened. It's fascinating. They aired our promo um a couple weeks ago. And Thank in the episode you. they had this amazing the first half is like about this war hero and it's the most incredible story with the reunion that had me full on crying ugly crying in my car and then the second half of the episode is so weird and it's about area 51 and roswell (gasps) and it is like fascinating love it oh my gosh highly recommend i did not know a lot of that stuff i was super into it so and they just seem like delightful girls so i think they're our new friends and um check out their promo guys subscribe to them Hi, we're Eliza, Allison, and Carlin, and we're the hosts of Resolved Mysteries Podcast. Our podcast follows the 80s and 90s television show Unsolved Mysteries, hosted by Robert Stack. We have a love for true crime and the unsolved. If you don't remember Unsolved Mysteries, we forgive you, but you don't have to know to get into our show. If you like true crime stuff, ghost stuff, alien stuff, or just stories about weird shit like Bigfoot, this is your podcast. The stories we cover range from totally ridiculous to truly heartbreaking. We do detailed research on all of the segments that Unsolved Mysteries aired, then drink some wine and give you the latest updates on every case. We talk about stories that will leave you laughing, crying, and occasionally outraged. Resolved Mysteries podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your favorite pods. Join us and perhaps you may be able to help solve a mystery. Be sure to check them out, you guys, and subscribe for sure. Yeah. Uh, B-roll Bonanza. All right. Should I do mine first? Yes. What do you have? I have the sisters that were supposed to be us, the podcasters, mm-hmm. sitting in a park talking. Hatch Park. They were sitting at Hatch Park, y'all. They got to go to the scene of the crime. Sure did. They live there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They would have had to fly it. We also have nothing to do with the case. So it would have been really weird if they had brought us on for this episode. It would have been weird if they brought us on for any episode, pretty much, if it didn't directly involve us. I'm just bitter and... Nothing to do with it. Um, The neighbor that they come over and they say, did you see smoke? And he says, is this about Mackenzie? He's like watering stuff with his hose. Oh, yeah. Which I don't see. He's a good neighbor. I 
I love the gardening stuff. Like we had that girl raking yes, last like time, that. which mm-hmm. I actually thought was really lame, but I actually like him watering. Oh, um, yeah. And then Tasia, just so much footage of her putting on lipstick. It felt like it went on for a really long time. Lots of lipstick. Yeah. Uh, I get sure it. I, okay. I get it. Is that which, her choice, you think, or their choice? Their choice. Would you like to put on makeup? And she's like, I'll do lipstick. <laughs> She's not gonna like what fully like do her eyebrows on camera, yeah. <laughs> and she's not a type to do a Folgers moment, a pensive look out the window. No, she's a sex worker. She said yeah. she was. So she's a proud sex worker. Yeah, I did like her. It led to a long discussion between Oliver and myself about sex workers. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Um. So B roll for Rob Joseph is really what I have because we have him oh, in a wow. bar. We have him like walking into the bar. We have the whole bar set up with him and Keith, which is rare. We don't get it a ton. And they're both clearly have glasses of water or vodka, but it's water. <laughs> it's water, and yeah. So, and I was also like, you guys could have a wine. But then I was like, I wonder if that seems really unprofessional if you're in right. an interview situation. But you're also in a bar. There's like rows of liquor behind Rob. But it's also the scene of where he met her, apparently by accident. So is it is it that? I would bar? assume it's the same bar, like how they were at the same park. I would assume it was the same bar. Yeah. So then I would think he's trying to get more PI jobs by showing he's like a professional by not drinking at the bar, hmm. maybe. But wouldn't you just want to be friends with Keith? I don't even drink, and I would succumb to peer pressure and be like, I'll have whatever you're having, Mr. Morrison. A brandy? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't even know what to- Midori Sours, I would try so hard not to barf, because I, I hate the taste of alcohol. But I would, great. and I would be like, I'm going to vomit on his converse. All over his Chuck Taylors are going to be my puke, but I'm just going to try to look cool in front of Keith. You're going to be great. Um, yeah. I think that, I think that was- I think it was very funny and appropriate for Bob Joseph to have drinkies. Like Rob. Rob. Sorry, what am I calling him? Bob is Master Bob. Oh, I wrote from Bob. From the Sex Dungeon. I wrote Bob. I straight up wrote Bob. Um, and I then think it was Rob. Also, the girls keep walking through Salt Lake City, and I remembered from that one episode, when the, t- the other episode that we covered that takes place in Salt Lake City. It's so pretty. Very pretty. They keep I assumed it, it was like idyllic. all deserty. I don't know why I thought it was so dry, but there's lots of mountains and pretty things there. Oh, yeah. And he calls it Small Lake City. I thought that was funny. That's what oh. Rob Joseph said. That's funny, Rob. It would be funnier if Keith said it. That's okay. No, but that's what they call it, he said. It's a nickname. I'd never heard it. Do they call it that? Really? Rob, do you really have a friend that you met at that, you were with at that bar and then you just started talking to that girl? Is your name Rob Joseph? Or is that an anagram? Were you on 60 Days In? Yeah. Is your name Joseph Robert? What's Mm -hmm. what's going on? Okay. Did you get plastic surgery after you screwed over A&E's most popular show? (laughs) Does he look more like a Rob or a Joe? Joe. See? Joseph Robert. Joey. Joseph Roberts. I just saw. Okay. What else did you have? Joseph Smith. Who's Joseph Smith? All-American prophet. It all comes full circle. It does. You're right. We did it. Uh... This was an odd quote. To Joseph's somewhat jaundiced eye, Mackenzie hmm. was a novice. What? He's a PI. What does jaundiced mean? I like, mean, he's been around the block. He's seen a few <laughs> things. He was a cop and now he's a PI that covers salacious cases. He's seen a few things. He's a little bit. Uh, 
I had never heard of jaundiced as an adjective for you that. Haven't? And not meant like they have scurvy. No, he's like world weary. World, he is dysentery yes, from yes. his time on the boats. <laughs> Brant's unhappy being on Dateline. How did seeking arrangements come out? Looking? Yeah, they're 10 well, million members. Because every well. wife in America is looking to see if her husband's on it. So oh, that's cool. Oh, so smart. It's like the Ashley Madison breach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I'd never heard of it. I don't know. So many women stole their husband's phones when they went to sleep and looked up seeking arrangements to see if their husband was on it. That's pretty much the only bad one, right? Besides hooks in the ceilings. Oh, my God. Sex dungeons? No. Uh, Was there any good fashion police? Not at all. Yeah, I didn't notice anything. No, the friends were adorable. I have really bad titles. They're just not good. Oh, me too. So that's great. They're bad. Oh, no, yours are always fine. No, they're not. Go ahead. What are yours? I'm ready. Sugar, spice, and secrets. Okay. Yeah. Seeking a killer arrangement. That's good. I had seeking arraignment. There, that's better. Um, get out of my lift, get into that car. Oh, boy. No. No. It's a song. I know it's a song, but it's no. It's sad. She died. Get out of my dreams. Yeah, see, that's too peppy. Hmm. Um, what about honey, honey, ah, uh, sugar daddy? What about AJ and mistake? <laughs> I don't get it. AJ. Yeah. Meeting him was a giant mistake. Oh, uh, you're trying to say giant. Yeah. But you're, cha- oh, I see. I've changed it. I, did, to I literally giant didn't get it. Mistake. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. It's not that great. What about the episode where Dateline personally betrayed me? Yeah. What about Sex Dungeon Part Duh? <laughs> oh, return. Do you think Keith Keith saw Dennis's episode and was like, "I guys, he calls up the horn and again I'll sit on the horn at NBC and is like, guys, I would like a Sex Dungeon episode of myself." I don't think so. I think this this one gave me the willies. I gotta say, when I watched yeah, this one, out. this gave me the creeps. And he was just setting himself up to commit multiple murders. I mean, yeah, it's awful that Mackenzie... Thank God Mackenzie, he was caught. He, thank God, but, like, it's so sad that Mackenzie was the the first one. I don't know. She seems sweet. Yeah. It seems No. Life she seems like a very nice girl who just made some bad decisions. Yeah, and she was shy. Everyone makes bad decisions be... when you're young. Yeah. And... When I had just moved to LA, I was waiting for the bus, and I was freaking out because I couldn't... I had to go to school. And I was really, really worried because I thought I had missed the bus to carry me into school and a guy at the gas station was like oh you need a ride i'm going that way and i was about to get in his truck when the bus pulled up i was Mm -hmm. two seconds away and i think about that now and i'm like you don't know that guy Mm -hmm. but i had never lived in la before i'd been to in kind of smaller towns and i didn't Mm -hmm. it didn't really even occur to me and i'm like you you just be dead yeah that guy was a murderer and more importantly this podcast wouldn't exist (laughs) thanks kimberly (laughs) Oh, you know what? We did have a friend actually from college who went to a party. I'm just remembering this hmm. for these types of things. They didn't have website a website for it because we're super old. But um, one of our good friends from college went to a party for this exact thing. I'm just remembering. I remember. They went to a party like dressed up really nice and mm-hmm. it was girls and guys. And But I feel like there was like a window and like people could look through the through the 
window and pick out who they wanted to talk to. Mm-hmm. This like, friend, no, no. This friend also creepy. went to those that place that she worked where it was just dancing. <gasps> she did. Yeah, it was yes. just dancing. You just dance, like slow dance with men. Mm-hmm. You don't do mm-hmm. anything else. But you got paid. Tipped. Mm-hmm. Tipped. Mm-hmm. See? Mm-hmm. It's, it's all degrees. Very odd. The dancing place. I'll never forget it. All right. Do we have any Twitter for this? We oh, must. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, boy. So here we go. Uh, Blue Girl Detroit. I am very bothered by Tasia's uneven bangs. Maybe her $1,200 allowance isn't covering a quality salon appointment. What? People were not happy with her. Her lipstick, her bangs. Why? Her bangs were all right. They weren't greasy. Dayline producer. Seeking arrangements runs Sugar Baby Summits throughout See? the country See? to teach women the skills to be a sugar baby. Oh, the fact Lord. that they call them summits like it's at Camp David or something. Oh, Lord. Kills me. Oh, the um, Radisson. Uh, Alba South. If I was a Lyft driver and a young gal wanted me to drop her off at a park in 3 a.m., I'd take her to a Denny's and explain life to her. That's good for you. Good for you. <laughs> the Brad Milner. I'll take a sucralose mommy. <laughs> Saccharin mommy. <laughs> Brad Milner, there's someone out there who read and liked the murderer's novel, Show Yourselves. There is. There's, I, he had to have sold maybe two copies, I'm thinking. Maybe to people he knows. Was there a like on Amazon? I, don't, there I didn't stars? see any customer reviews. Oh. I, that's what I needed to see. I want to read the customer reviews for it. And if the people that bought it and read it were just associates of him, that he kind of gave them the money under the table to buy the book so that it would go higher in ratings. That's what I want to know. I want to know if Linda commented on it. I bought this book for my nephew. He (laughs) dropped it in the toilet. One star. (laughs) That's what I want. Clog toilet. Oh, plumber, $300. Amazon won't pay me for it. One star. (laughs) <laughs> that's your my thing again she was, uh jeff mod i can never pronounce your name jeff mod uh the lift driver had other pickups jesus what's going down in salt lake city at 3 a.m yeah that great is a good point question. because remember my brother and i were like stranded in utah yes. and at the we went to that we checked in at the hotel and they were like everything around here is closed and if you want and he whispered alcohol you have to go several towns over yeah he's like there's a bar there that oh, might be open my. yeah it was like that oh wow yeah so what was happening maybe salt lake city's bustling though there's like colleges and I don't if we know. ever do a, a tour salt lake city is like on it the looks list beautiful it's on the list uh people are wild kim hi kim are good Sorry, but hearing Keith Morrison narrate about sugaring is like hearing your PE teacher give you a lecture about your changing body. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Uh, Christy Love, 21? Sugaring must age you. Well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe 21. I was an old looking 21. I don't know. I can't say anything. No, you weren't. Peter Bruins fan. Oh, sure. Now all sugar daddies are going to look bad. Oh, jeez. Um, muzzled <laughs> professor, is that 1200 American dollars? I never, this is weird, 
but I never realized I could afford a sugar baby. <laughs> I guess it's time to figure out how to use Venmo. <laughs> He's like, my life just got a ton better. That's I didn't hilarious. know I was in that income bracket. I'm thrilled. Where and, does he uh, live, though? Do you live in Salt Lake? Like, you exactly. need to... Yeah. Uh, Machu V4 said, that seems low or surprisingly affordable, depending on your perspective. Yeah, it's true. It is low. I was surprised. I was like, when she said 1,200, I was like, 12,000 or 1,200? Right. I thought she misspoke. I was like, she means 12,000. Rebecca Crook, my sugar baby ad, past menopause, available four weeks a month. (laughs) Maggie Simic-Lehy, didn't know I needed it, but after hearing Keith utter the word sugar baby, my life is now complete. Yeah. People are wild. Kim again said, personally, I'm holding out for a stevia daddy, the healthier alternative to a sugar daddy. (laughs) The green packet. Yeah. Um, And then there's one tweet that has nothing to do with this episode, but I had to read it because it made me, it killed me. Mike V, who's our friend from England, who's Mm -hmm. my favorite. We have the best British listeners. Um, He sent me this article saying, Kimberly, I know you love a search party. It's called Missing Woman Mystery Solved. A group of tourists spent hours Saturday looking for a missing woman near Iceland's something canyon, only to find her among the search party. The group was traveling through Iceland on a tour bus and stopped near a volcanic canyon. Soon there was word of a missing passenger. The woman, who had changed clothes, didn't recognize the description of herself and joined in the search. But the search was called off at about 3 a.m. when it became clear the missing woman was, in fact, accounted for and searching for herself. Ah! Is that woman my mom? Is that woman you? Where in Iceland? <laughs> Who's been to Iceland in your family recently? I need was a list. Was it Joni? Joni. It's either me or Joni that this happened to. Um, my mom did report me missing on a cruise ship once because I was on a secluded small dock, not dock. Yeah, dock. Pier. You know, deck. There deck we is go. the word I'm Definitely looking for. Definitely not a dock or a pier. Okay. Um, I was trying to get away from her because she was driving me crazy. So I was reading Harry Potter on a quiet upper deck. And you and heard your name? she couldn't find me. And she reported me to the um, office and they read on the loudspeaker. Asked if I would report to them. Like in a grocery store. Like if you're yes. a toddler. How old Kimberly, were you? Kimberly, your mommy's looking for you. This was post-college. Yeah. I. There are no words for that. Yeah. But could but I have been? She loves you. She does love me a whole lot. She but also, you. one, I'm and I'm slowly turning into her. So it's either her or me that was in the search party looking for ourselves, didn't recognize the description because I had changed clothes and forgot what I was wearing two hours earlier. Yeah. Is that not the best thing ever? That's wonderful. It brought me so much joy. Thank you, Michael V. Mike. Mike V. Mike v. Yeah. Love you so much. Thank you. Amazing. Also, what's going on in Iceland? Can I just go? It sounds fun. Yeah, there. I'd be into it. I think there's yeah. I think there's neat like I don't know how long I'm gonna say this and regret it. I don't is it light for very many hours there? Oh, like in Alaska? Yeah. Could be. I'm curious. I would like to go though. It looks beautiful. It does. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Cindy Boxer. We love you so much. Thank you, Cindy Boxer. I hope you enjoyed Here. your episode. This was a pretty epic one. I'm going to send Katie the Pearl Party video. Because Please. 
and everyone go to Twitter and watch it. It's seriously, it made me so happy. I'm so excited. And uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Consider becoming a Patreon because it helps us produce these weekly episodes. Yes. And, uh, oh, leave us five stars on iTunes. And a- write Apple a review. Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. I'm never going to get that right. It's all right. Or, or iTunes, whichever. Just wherever you could leave five stars. Just leave five stars. Just walk down the street and maybe graffiti a five stars. Don't do that. <laughs> Go on to Yelp and just pick a random restaurant in your area. Five stars. Five stars, but then in the comments for your five stars, write, this review is for a Date with Dateline podcast. <laughs> but you've put it for the McDonald's. Maybe on a self-published book, but like a poetry book, not like a weird That you've published book. on Amazon? Yeah. For eleven ninety nine. Yeah, anywhere from six ninety nine to eleven ninety nine. Five mm-hmm. stars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's it, guys. And don't watch alone. Watch anywhere that doesn't have hooks. Yeah. Oh, boy. I got nothing for this one. I kind of want to watch with Billy Goat and his nephew. Yeah. I really want them to be my friends. They really were MVPs. I was really into He was so street smart. He was like, nah, man. Yeah. Nah. And that girl, the cleaning house girl. Good for her. That whole section was good. Yeah. We like Tara and we like Brian. Brian's I liked name. everybody. I'm but fine yes. with everybody. Even if I don't totally agree with anyone in this, some of the people in this episode didn't totally agree with them, especially that writer. But I'm fine with her. Can we just go ahead Whatever. and agree that that writer had stock in seeking arrangements and just call it a day? <laughs> that's, I mean, let's let's get real. That's that's what we're looking at. <laughs> Could be. All right. Uh, bye, okay, everybody. Bye. bye, guys. Oh, I will be seeking some sort of arrangement. So. Get your wallets ready, guys. Oh my god, but not on do the website. Want, do you want private podcasts? It's just <laughs> just for you. I'm your private the podcaster. Pri- podcast I will do for it, money. I will do it for half of the twelve hundred a month that Tasha's getting. Oh, that's and I have no qualms about it because it's all a matter of degrees. Don't sell yourself short. Okay, eight hundred. And Starbucks gift cards. Yeah. Done. Oh yeah. Done. Bye. Bye everybody. everybody. <laughs>